1: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Across the UK,
3: online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Mike Stewart's not digging the show. At pirate underscore radio underscore DJ. Oh, oh I God. bet he talks like that, Meg. Oh, God, what happened to you, Ian Lee? I liked you. You used to be funny. Now it's like listening to paint dry. All right, Mike, let's just see. Oh, you've got 125 followers and I bet your life is a complete and utter failure. Well done. Keep keep going, Mike. Keep, <laughs> keep smiling. Keep, keep, on, keep on working, Mike. Keep on keeping on. One day at a time, brother, you miserable git. Here's the thing. Here's the thing: as a society, partly because of people like Mike, and um, partly because of that Dan, and partly because of Steve Bannon and, and Tommy Robinson, but all of these different Trump and and Johnson and Theresa May and and all of these all of these people, right? all of these people. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, What's in? What do you want, man? You can't just keep coming and going. No, no, mate. The phone got cut off. All right. Well, quickly, let's get to the point because I'm I'm doing the thing now. Oh, no, no, nothing. I just don't want to let you know the phone got off. All right, well, yeah, Jesus. Ah, oh, man. By the way, this, can I just can I just clarify the rule, Catherine? Because you, you're guilty of breaking this rule. If a if person A phones person B, and if at any point that phone call dies, lack of signal ever, it's person A's responsibility to phone back, not person B's. Because what happens is person A, let's call him Ian, phones up person B, Catherine. And then the phone conversation dies. So then, person A follows the rules to, to re-phone person B, but person B has taken it upon herself to phone person A. Kath, Ian, Catherine is phoned Ian, and what that means is we both go to voicemail. So there's like two minutes. I'm going, oh, come okay. on!
4: I promise from now on never to call you.
3: Perfect. I can work with that. I can work with those stats. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Because of people like that, right, it has become acceptable to be meaner and to be nastier, right? It's acceptable to be nasty, horrid, and mean to people. Now, Twitter, we'll talk about what happened to you on Friday in a minute, Catherine, because this is incredible, right? But t- t- Twitter, the fact, okay, first of all, I would say the first kind of online thing was, were, were, were online forums where people could sign up under an assumed name, and this was in the 90s about 96, 97. Chat rooms and online forums, right? Where people could sign up under an assumed name, you know, Thor69, whatever, and go and and slag off someone famous or, or in the chat rooms, just pick on someone. Pick so, find someone in the chat room and you pick on them and you destroy them, right? And, and it's kind of grown. And Twitter is a distillation of, of, of chat rooms and of internet forums. And it's now the perfect medium for being mean. It's a mean right? Because you can be listening to... Let's say you listen to a radio show. And instantly, you can send a message to the presenter of the show, the co-host of the show, the producer of the show, the technical operator of the show, the boss of the station, the station's boss's boss, the agent of it. You can send a tweet and include all those people in and go, this is crap and I hate you all and I want you to die you can do that instantly without any thought it takes you twenty seconds to type that it's gone it's out in space it's gone the person that sent it is gone they're on to the next thing right but that twenty seconds to write that that can that can be sent by that can be sent to like, let's say six people right all of those six people are going to have a different emotional response to that I I tend to I don't so much at the moment which is great but I have on occasion taken these things very very much to heart I know that sometimes you do Catherine Mm -hmm. it's like you know being the tough nut sometimes you if you're a little bit wobbly they get you they just go around the ribs and go straight into the heart Um, my boss tends to laugh them off Uh, I'm sure his boss doesn't even give you know but everyone has a slightly different emotional reaction to it and you can say anything Um, Nadia the um, Bake Off was it Bake Off? Yeah. Bake Off winner, um, who I follow on Twitter. She didn't never made me that strawberry flan, but it doesn't matter. I follow her on Twitter, and she's we we kind of texted each other for a bit. We don't now. Um, I sent the last one, um, and, and she's got a new series starting tonight right, on on the TV. Not my cup of tea. I probably won't watch it, but it's nice for her. Good for her. She seems like a very very nice person from from what I can gather. Delightful human being. Suffers from anxiety massively. Has panic attacks. Uh, Jack, stay there. I come to admit. Loads of people going. Well, why, why has a Muslim woman got a cookery show? Wow! Did you, did you see these tweets? Why is someone tweeted Ian Dale from LBC? I saw that. Why? One. Why do you think? Why do you think this Muslim woman has got a show when there are plenty of other good cooks out there that haven't got shows?
4: So, quite apart from the fact that she is by far the most charming of the bake-off yeah. contestants yeah. of recent times, and she's approachable and she's pretty. I mean, she's yeah. very pretty and talented. Yeah. What else do you want us to say? Oh, I know exactly what you want us to say.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, cuz she's a cuz she's a bloody muslim and it's political correctness gone mad. Ian Dale wrote a great reply. I do like Ian Dale. Disagree with him quite a bit on politics, but he's a I, I like him. He's always been very charming to me. He wrote something along the lines of I don't know, maybe it's because she was engaging and warm and people really took yeah, to her. I'm looking was. forward to watching it. And she gets this stuff all the time you don't know, her. I don't know. For
4: people who think that they've got the hot take yeah. and they're the first person to point this stuff out,
3: and what's great about her is she'll engage with them very calmly, very rationally. Yeah, she'll engage with them. And she said to this person, "Would you have sent that to a, you know, a white man?" So she engages. So, 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 open Islamophobia is acceptable. Homophobia is acceptable again. There's lots of. I saw a little thing about this online. There's lots of memes of Putin. And Trump being gay for each other. Well, that's that's homophobia. That's that's saying that that two blokes and of course you know you can we can all guess at what their relationship is. A lot of people think it's a relationship based on corruption and control, but to suggest that that's that is is in any way homoerotic, it, 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 you know it, that that's kind of homophobia. To say these two blokes have got a weird relationship. They must be bent. That, that's that's what that is. And the number of women. You know, people—the the abuse I got just for crying on TV. Oh well, whatever. You know the number of women that get sent dick pics and and uh, I'm going to rape you, bitch. We had a call on the show last Thursday from someone who I suspect was was quite high on on prescribed painkillers. I think it was Thursday, and um, some of you heard it. Some of you heard the uncensored call on 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 YouTube. And um, he won- he phoned up to thank me and Catherine for helping him through a tough time and through a tough winter and all of that uh, and then he called Catherine a bitch now at first i thought it was i thought it was misplaced banter i thought he just completely misjudged the tone and a quick you know oi mate steady on that ain't acceptable would have got him going oh i'm so sorry I, I i didn't mean it like that you know bitch is a strong word but perhaps it was a misjudge of tone And so I did. I I kind of was was taken aback and I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, whoa, mate, steady on. Come on, that's my best mate you're talking about. Let's just, you know, maybe you want to apologise. And he said, no, no, I don't want to apologise. I stick by that. So what I did was I told him to F off and then I pressed the dump button and we got rid of him. Uh, But the fact that he was so easily prepared to phone up a radio station and say to a woman he'd never met, you're a bitch... Right, and that that is a strong word, and it can be a oh you're such a bitch, you know. It can it can be kind of a slightly th- frothy fl- throwaway word, but in that context, he might as well have said the c word. You know, you're a, it, it was he, it was loaded with anger. It is a
4: throwaway word when it's used against a woman you don't know.
3: No, I, I oh, thank you. I, okay, no, I take that on board completely. I do take that on board completely. But I was shocked by it, and afterwards, I know we were messaging messaging each other. After I felt bad that I had given him the benefit of the doubt, and had. Um, given him an opportunity. But that must have been horrible. I know it upset you. Yeah, it did. And it, it got you on a wobble.
4: It did, because um, it was just so shocking, like that level of aggression from someone who up to that point seemed like he was going for <clears throat> gratitude. I mean, yeah. and also, I know I don't deserve that. I know I don't deserve no, that. No, not at all. Um, and I haven't, it, it just puzzles me why some people feel that they can say the first thing that comes to their mind because they're just being themselves, just being honest. Actually, it's bloody rude.
3: And, sorry to interrupt, do you want to say something else? Or? No,
4: I, I, but I also think cowardly targeting a woman.
3: Yeah. Um. There's almost a point. There's not really a point. We're just talking about how meanness has, has kind of grown and has become ac- acceptable again. Um. The reason that we are not, if you watch us on Periscope, we've turned off the chat and it'll be turned off permanently now because I can't monitor it. And, and and most people on there are good people, um, but there were a couple. Someone called again, no one's using their real names, none the wiser. There's this onion character who's been who used to email me at the start, and when it was quite charming, you know, charming little bit of fun at the very very start. And I've had a few emails with this person about a year ago, but they were laughing at the bitch and going, "Yeah, she is a bit." And they were kind of supportive, so supporting that comment. So, because of that, uh, you know, we've just shut down the chat on the Periscope. If you want to, if you want to chat, go to the YouTube channel.
4: There is, um, there is a, a small minority of people who will say that they've been following you for years, in particular, who have got a real bee in their bonnet about me. Yep. Um, and just uh, voice it all the time because they feel uh, there's. I, I think there's a strong element of jealousy in there.
3: Yeah, yeah. So- but what they
4: don't realise is. This is our show,
3: um, and I'm not picking, you know, we're singling out Catherine there just because she's here an example. But but this is everywhere now, and maybe you want to phone up. If you want to phone up and share your stories of it, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This meanness um, that that is kind of pervading everywhere, meanness bordering on and sometimes crossing over into actual nastiness misogyny, homophobia, racism, Islamophobia. Uh, All kinds of things because we're just speaking our mind. If I want to call out someone, I I am just it's free speech. Okay, well, free speech has consequences. Do you remember last week we were looking at a story um, about how wolf whistling is set to become a crime? That's a kind of a made up story because wolf whistling isn't set to become a crime. But harassing women in the street, of which wolf whistling is, is, a, is a small part of that, harassing women in the street and being a, a verbally, vocally aggressive, um, is possibly going to become a hate crime. And rightfully so. And the star going, well, this is outrageous. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that there were other presenters on this station and other stations going, well, this is just a good bit of British banter. But I'm going to ask Catherine to tell us what happened to her on her way home on Friday, right? And uh, this is horrendous, right? This is horrendous. And and, and I genuinely think this is, that's the next step up from wolf whistling. Good, what This this was on the way home.
4: Yeah, so it's half past one in the morning. Um, I'm driving through London. Part of London I'm not familiar with because there have been diversions in place. So I'm trying to work out, I'm desperately trying to work out where it was. Um, because I know that there are people listening to this who will say it didn't happen. So I want to give you as many specifics as possible, but I know that I'd driven down Marlebone road and I'd taken, I'd taken a a, a left off there and I was at some lights. I think it was the lights that you turn right onto and you end up going down, uh, towards St. St. John's Wood, that kind okay. of way. So... No, there's not very many people on the road at that time. I stick a podcast on or I listen to the radio on the way home and um, you know, and just try and decompress from the show. So I'm driving home. I've been driving for about half an hour, stop at these lights, and I become aware of this other car. I drive a Mini and there's another Mini next to me. And they were honking their horn, and they were really close. And you know, you get that feeling, that kind of sixth sense that someone's trying to, mm. well,
3: what's trying
4: some to attract sense? your attention.
3: To no, but the horn.
4: you could tell they were looking at me. Yeah, and yeah. I think there were two guys in there, but there was the, the driver was the main one because yeah. he was hanging out of the window. I was wow. trying to ignore them, but I was just really conscious that they were closer than just being in the car. Right, so. I mean, I mean, I had past one, what, what could they possibly tell me? First of all, I checked my lights were on and everything, and it wasn't anything that I needed to know from them safety-wise, but I just thought, oh, I'd be being idiots. So I ignored them, and they kept on honking, and then I kind of looked across and, and saw that there was two guys there and thought, right, yeah, they are being dicks. And then they pulled across in front of my car. Wow. So that their car was not quite blocking me, but... Um, bear in mind the lights are red at this point it was like a good portion of the front right hand side of their bonnet was across my car so I couldn't avoid looking at them yeah. and he hung out of his window and he was like being suggestive and making kissing gestures and um, wow. uh, and I was like inside I was thinking it was all, all happened so fast I was thinking really I can't believe this and I kind of sh- looked at him wearily and went come on mate yeah. just then the the, um, tr- the uh, lights changed I had to drive around him because he wasn't moving I had wow. to drive around him to get away at which point I'm looking in the mirror to make sure he's not following me because then that's the next thing isn't it they start following me what do I do you've got to drive to a police station I guess yeah, yeah. Um, when you said to me I told you about it afterwards and you said to me oh did, did you get a picture and it was like at that point they were no, so close course. to me both times I couldn't have got a plate Cause it anyway would, no, of
3: course not, cause it would and have also
4: been... in that moment where my hands are off the wheel getting a photo they could get out of the car oh no
3: exactly and you, you did the right thing but I was just thinking it would be so delicious to have put that number my oh online yeah. and found out who those arseholes I were. I wish.
2: But, but you, I also think you,
3: were the... really, you were really upset by it.
4: I was, it was one of those moments where as I drew, drew, drove away, I thought, did I do the right thing? They could do that to someone else. What if it hadn't been me? I mean, I yeah. kind of acted cool, even though inside I was panicking a little bit. I wasn't panicking, but it was that moment where, you know, you feel the rage bubbling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Um, But I kept it cool and sort of acted like, come on, come on, mate. You know, don't be ridiculous. But actually, I was thinking, what if it had been an older... They couldn't have seen me. So all this... Oh, you're gorgeous, all this bollocks. They couldn't have seen me anyway. It wasn't a flattery thing, not even a misplaced flattery thing. It was... I can see a woman on her own in
3: a car. I, I, I can smell tits and a vagina. That's <laughs> it, though. I mean, that, that, what that's what been, it is. What if
4: it had been my sister or my mum or, you know, or a younger woman? Or you've
3: had a kid in the back that, you know, or, or a woman or, that
4: something has happened to.
3: Or what if it had just been you? Do you know what I mean? It was you and it happened to you and that is awful. And I was upset because it's my mate. And you were upset and you guys just said, look, just get home and we'll talk when you get home. Mm-hmm. And you were upset when you messaged me and the next day it obviously had an impact on you and you were a little bit grey. Just,
4: I'm just bloody furious about it because it's that thing of I don't see myself as being any less of a person because I wasn't born with a penis. And I'm a bit pissed off that I'm a 40 year old woman and I'm still having to deal with this shit. Um
3: why are we telling this? Because it's just—I don't know, really. There's, I, I, it, it's just this meanness and this bullying, and this. I mean, who in their right mind thinks it's acceptable to see a woman in a car, whether it's one bloke or two blokes, and go right? Well, let, let's try and scare her. What, what, what,
4: what? Or did they think I was going to go? Yeah, come on then, lads, let's go what, and have it off. What?
3: Who, <laughs> what? What? What, what, is, what is the thinking behind that? man, what's the thinking behind that so yeah, I think it's great this thing about and Wolf whistling and all of that
4: but remember that's the second time something like that's happened to me on the way home from work, yeah. do you remember that time they were just driving alongside me peering yeah. in through the window yeah. this is nuts
3: man you know there are some great beautiful wonderful people in the world and some most of them you know most of you are those great and beautiful kind people and that's great and we don't want this to be a we're not scaremongering we're not um trying to create fear and tension i just just asking the question when how why is it so acceptable to be mean to be nasty to bully and your examples of it Gerard's calling in yes that's great news i can cross that one off here Uh, Your examples of it, and what do we...
4: Can we stop it? Also, I dare someone to come up and say again because you hear it every day oh it's gone too far now women yeah. have got the power poor poor men nah, nah, nah. alright when women can walk down the street at night without carrying their keys like Wolverine then we'll talk about who's who's in charge um,
3: we've got some phone calls we've got Jack we've got Roger we've got Dion we've got Gerard who's got the logbook look I've written his name and circled it down on my things to talk about where really, is Gerard um, 034 we're late for the ad sorry Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. we will get to all of you Jack you've been waiting the longest we'll get to you first this is the late night alternative on talk radio Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely
2: unorthodox with Rule Free, Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
3: The Late Night
2: Alternative With that man, Ian Lee
0: There's no strangers here Just
2: friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it The Late Night Alternative With Ian Lee on Talk Radio Yes, Mm.
3: I'm enjoying chatting, and I've not even called you a pedo yet, which I will do in a bit. If you if or you, a pedo, a pedo. <laughs> if you wrong me, I'm calling you a pedo. All right? So don't. We'll explain. It works like that. <laughs> Apparently, it does. Oh no, I'm not a multi-billionaire. Um, let's go to Jack first. He's been on the longest. Good evening, Jack. Evening, Ian.
2: E- evening, Cass.
3: Jack, Hello. what have you got for us?
2: Um, well, I was just going back to uh, what you were you were speaking about uh, the gig at the weekend. Yeah, about, go on. Um, the Beach Boys, and about. Um, God Only Knows, which I think is just such an amazing song. And you were talking about your boys and you were just having a dad
3: and, yeah. and
2: it got me thinking about this this I don't know if it's a myth and I think you're the guy who will know the answer. Go on. Um because I've heard that I've always thought God only knows is about kind of like God only knows how awful my life would be without you. Like God only knows what I'd be without you in my yeah. life. Yeah. But I heard someone once say to me, No, it's actually about The writer's father, who was horrible, and he's actually saying... God only knows what I could have been. No, my life. no,
3: no! It's about being in it, the whole album. Pet Sounds is a, is a, is a, a love story. But take out Sleep John B. The whole thing is a love story. Um, it's about being young, being uh, being in love. Wouldn't it be nice? You follow the story through. Wouldn't it be nice? God only knows. Um, and then full of angst and self doubt. Then having an affair. Then pining for a lost love. That's the whole story of the album. So God only knows is a. It's it's kind of about that. First, you know that feeling you get when you're in, you have your first love right and you think this is mm. it and you uh, mm. you know this is everything your parents going well just Tread cautiously because, you I know, my this is it. I'm going to be in love with this this woman, this man forever, this girl, this boy forever. And, oh, God only knows what I'd be without you. I'd be nothing. If you left me, yeah, the stars would go on and, yeah, the moon would go on. Yeah, life would go on, but I'd, I'd be nothing without you. That's what it's about. Nothing to do with his dad. Although his dad did once, to punish his boys, um, he did stand on the dining table and do a shit on a plate. So, So, yeah... Yeah, Right, so it could be. No, it's not. I think there's some there's oh, something
2: yeah. about when they were writing it, no. someone said it should be. No.
3: There's nothing. Are you going definitive? I'm going definitive. And do you, do you want, um, what does he ask? Qualifications. I've studied yeah. the Beach Boys my whole life.
2: Okay, alright, okay. I'll, I'll Although,
3: do you want to, I was going to play this last week. I'll tell you what we'll do. I won't play it now because it's quite long. Well, it's 40 minutes I won't play the full 40 minutes after 11 how well do you know the Beach Boys oeuvre Jack oh I love the Beach Boys help me Rhonda yep right. help me Rhonda da, help, help help me Ronda. I love that bam but it's, a point, it's a pointing song isn't it oh here we go 0344 pointing songs help me Ronda. help help me it's a pointing song anyway <laughs> After eleven, I will play you a snippet. There's a great bootleg of the recording session for "Help Me, Rhonda" when Brian Wilson's dad, Murray Wilson, turns up at the studio, and it is it, it is the most uncomfortable listen you will ever really? hear. I'll play some of it after eleven, but it's definitely not what God only knows is about. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Thank you, mate. Cheers. I've got a move because I want to go to Gerard. How's
2: it
0: going, Ian? How's it oh, going,
3: mate! Mark, I'm showing the going? YouTube audience my list of things to talk about. Your name is in big letters and circled. What the hell's going on, big man?
0: How's it going, bro? How's it going? Listen, Kath, I'll agree with you what you were saying. I don't know what I want to speak to, Ian, as they regarding people and how they talk. Nowadays. Hang
3: on, hang on, hang on.
0: Have you got our logbook? Yes, and, and as, as I speak, it's getting printed as we speak. I'm just... In, we
3: thought you were Scott Mills and you were stealing it for your show. No, or, you, no, a no, phone no, no. call would have been nice, Gerard! A phone oh, call would me,
0: have been really. nice! Anyway, no, sorry about that anyway, buddy. Sorry about that anyway, but I'm going to hear anyway and I've got a good night. Bless you, buddy. Oh, anyway. You let us <laughs> know when you're done
3: and you send it back. Thank you, mate, as long as it's hey, safe. Buddy, listen,
0: Ian, uh, just to talk about the way people talk nowadays, Ian, right? yep. and I'll, I'll agree with Kath, which you people are just jealous nowadays. That's all it is. Also... Ian, what we've got, as well as working, I'm also doing my Bachelor of Arts in Social Sciences. I'm oh, doing wow. university at night, and it's really hard work. And it covers a lot of sociology, psychology, and economics and politics, how it's all connected. And there's a famous uh, Canadian sociologist called Irvin Goffman, and he presented a book called uh, Presenting the Self in the Social Life. Yeah. Now, what we've got, Ian, self and yourself, and Kath, I mean, I mean, you you're getting, we, what you call a shared understanding when we communicate, right? Right, go on. But within that, you've got obviously different people with different understandings and what they say. And again, it was, again it's, it's all due to what people, with the context of what they say, the content and its interpretation right. and its potential. But the majority of people in normalised life have got to call a shared understanding and I'll also bring about politics in Israel and, and Cathay. You've got this lazy, fair neoliberal approach where people nowadays don't care. They don't care in life. They don't care at their work. And even when they speak to one another, they don't really care. Like yeah. Then.
3: Oh, this so bit, I, mean, under- I didn't understand the first three minutes, but this bit I got. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people don't care. We're, we're, dis- we're disengaged from everything around us. Yes.
0: That's right. Aye, 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 aye. And that's it, you know, as I say. It's just people nowadays; they just don't seem to but care. But why are they dis- Why
3: have they got this laissez-faire? Is it what? Is it technology? Is it social media? Is it games? Is it? Is it TV? What is it? Fearing is
0: fear of. It's a psychological fear. That's what it is. Like, see, it all goes back to the uh, aldees, as you could say, crawling, crawling off the of trees and straightening their knuckles, like you know. Okay, evolution is part of evolution, right? But, but fear of what? Fear of-, of what? Death. Nothing, um, nothing, I mean, it's nothing, it's a, a fear, of nothing, like, you know, because, right. again, it goes back to hunter-gatherer days, what's that round the corner, what's this, what's that, like, again, so all these sort of things are really connected, like, in, to the psychological, the evolutionary psychology, as well as the social, like, you know, yeah. so you can see why it's all connected, but I can see it, more and more people have got that distasteful so and disconnected, way they're talking, like, seeing, you know,
3: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just by death definitely. No, yeah, can we ch- t- All right, all
3: right then. Well, that so that's the that's the downside. Is there an upside? Can we change it? Can we can we do anything? We're still evolving, Ian. That's what it's. We're still oh, evolving, and we'll man. go through. will go through a sort of space and
0: a time yeah. where we'll, we'll come off and go back to you know, what what we used to call normal. way are talking like and, and communicating and interacting face to face and face to face interacting. You know. Yeah. So uh, excuse, excuse me for a voice but a bit. So throat the like saying, but you no, know, that's what it is. Ian. Right. It's uh, presenting itself in the social life. Yeah. And it's, 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 you see, it's all stage my Ian. tennis. You've got the front end, the back end. And when we talk to people, it's a lot of stage like. You know, but again. Basically sort the of theory, and it's an the connection to women in our past and it's all part of that connection, like you see, you know, but oh. in the psychological side of things, you know.
3: Uh Gerard, it's good to talk to you, man. I'm glad you're alive and well, and we'll speak to you again oh, soon, be... brother. Right. Thanks, Ian, thanks, Ian. Thank thanks. Ta bye I love it when we have a intellectual call that I don't understand. So good. I got I got the middle bit about no one cares. There's that they're all kind of in this cotton wool bubble and do really what you cares, want. And that's why you know, you, you see examples of caring, like the Trump protests and stuff like that, but really most people don't care, as long as you're comfortable.
4: I remember our strict oh, like thing, uh, uh, deputy Andy. headmaster, Mr. Boma, yeah. once getting Mr. us... Boma.
3: wowzers. That's we didn't even name. think of that. Dangerous That's name. how innocent
4: we were. Wowzers. We were also terrified of him, so we wouldn't have dared.
3: he got 15 seconds.
4: Getting us into a, an assembly and shouting at us and telling us that we were all from the generation of, if it feels good, do it, and we were going
3: to come a cropper. And he was right, look. He, he was? He was predicting Brexit and Trump
2: the radio show where the owls are not what they seem do you or have you ever watched twin Peaks? the late night alternative with ian lee we could be dreaming and meeting each other in their dreams on talk radio
3: a Great song, and for a long time it was my favorite of all the Beach Boys songs. Our choice, first single that Al Jardine sang on, possibly the first song he sang Lee vocals on. I can't quite remember. Um, in a bit, I will play you. I'll play you. You can find the whole 40 minutes online. I'll play you about five minutes or so of um, uh, Murray Wilson, the Beach Boys' dad, who used to be their manager until they fired him. He got his own back, though. He sold the entire Beach Boys catalogue in 1969 for $700,000 without telling them. Uh, <laughs> just finished, well, just finishing reading the great... I love reading about the Beach Boys, and I've read their stories so many times. But I just love it. Um well, I sounded like David Preva, then. I just love it.
4: No, you sounded sincere.
3: Okay. Um, and, 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 and he rocks up at the Help Me Rhonda session, and he's drunk, and he starts bossing the Beach Boys around. And they were already, you know, when was helping me around 64? So they, they've already been massive for two years. It's incredible. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. But really interesting hearing, well, Murray Wilson's probably younger than I am in that. But hearing, forget that they are the biggest, this is just before the Beatles happened. Just as the Beatles happened. So they they were like probably the biggest band in America at the time. But it's just that it's forget that it's the dynamic between um, overbearing dad and three sons, one of whom he um, absolutely, you know, ad- ad- worships and adores Carl, one of whom he despises because he's so naughty, Dennis, and one of whom he is jealous of Brian. And um, then you've got cousin Mike love and you've got band member Al Jardine, but it's the relationship between the dad and the, those three sons. It's fascinating. We'll do that in a minute. Let's take. We've got a couple of calls we've been waiting for ages. It's um, the man who inspired the title of tonight's Periscope. It's online uh, cheats. It's Roger! <laughs> Good
2: evening, Ian and
3: Catherine. Roger! Hey, Roger. <laughs> hey, Roger how you doing, man?
2: I'm great. Uh, what, what happened to Catherine is awful. Isn't it? Awful, awful. It ties into the Twitter as well because there are a sizeable... It's a minority, but there are a sizeable minority of dicks. Yeah. And they're always the most vocal, the most self-confident. So they, a lot of the time, they, they think they're brilliant, and they're not. They're idiots.
3: But here's the thing. It, wouldn't it be lovely if, tw- if Twitter went, you know what, this experiment we've been doing for the past ten years, not really worked out, and it's created hate. So we're closing. Thanks very much. Bye! (laughs) No! Wouldn't that be... I mean, of course, they never will, but wouldn't that be amazing? I
2: love Twitter, to be honest. It has its downsides, but I suppose being being higher profile, that's what
3: that's no, you see the I don't abuse. think it is. I think, well, possibly being high profile, possibly being woman, possibly being Muslim, possibly yeah. being openly gay or yeah. bisexual or transgender, all of, these, all of these, you know, hey, listen, I, I get the fact I'm a white, middle-aged, heterosexual middle-class man. I get it, right? Um, I, I get it. I've got all the privilege. But th- there are so many people, including friends of mine, who have received abuse just because they've got a vagina and not a dick. You know, mm-hmm. that's not Good. And it's,
4: it's you'll get told that you're a minger, or you'll get told mm. that you're up yourself, you know. So or you're a slag. Yeah, that's another one. I mean, it's just, these are people, and sometimes you look at their profile, and it's like, happily married dad of three, <laughs> or I love my daughters. You think, right, well, someone's going to talk all, to them like that one day, and you ain't going to like it.
2: They've all got profiles like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, it, it's just, that's one of the reasons why I don't have my own picture as my avatar because as Ian shockingly outed me on Friday as <laughs> <it's> partially sighted. <laughs> right. it's, it's, sorry. No it's no secret it's in my Twitter profile. And years ago I used to use online forums mm-hmm. and uh, chat sites and stuff. And I had my uh, I had a picture up and I got so much abuse because of the way my eyes look. Mm.
4: It's like a playground, isn't it?
2: Yeah, if I post a picture of myself on Twitter I'm wearing sunglasses. I've been abused on the street because of the way my eyes look. Wow. Really? I'm I'm saying
3: really so I don't believe it. No, of course I believe it because I've heard loads of stories about it. Yeah, uh, of course I believe it.
4: And I think there is an atmosphere these days because we're sort of post-Trump and all this Bannon and all these characters who are getting paid to say what they think and everyone thinks it's a sizable minority think that it's laudable to be a, you know a character and to say and be outrageous right and I think now we're living in an atmosphere of that being more um not acceptable but people feel more entitled to be able to express themselves like that
3: yeah it was the woman it's well I'm trying to find the story there's a woman the story I saw online last week and it was a celeb. I think it was a celebrity, someone will know better, a celebrity woman in a wheelchair. And she got called like a cripple and shouted abuse as she was crossing the road or something. It was in, it was in the papers last week and I had it down as something as- 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 to maybe talk about and I didn't. Um- uh, 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 and 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 it doesn't it doesn't surprise me no. in the slightest And the
4: other thing is it used to be when I was sort of in my teens we always used to tell each other well it's the older generation they're not used to change you know they'll be the ones that when they die off all the homophobia will go with it nah do you know what there seems to be there a trend for For young people behaving that way now, and that's the frightening thing.
3: Here we go. I just typed in woman in wheelchair and clicked on story, right? And it's, it's not even the same story. But listen to these. These two stories have come up in the last month. This is from the 16th of July. Woman in wheelchair assaulted by stranger in Bury St. Edmunds. A woman in a wheelchair was subjected to verbal abuse after a man climbed onto her wheelchair in Bury St. Edmunds. The man is described as white, aged between and, and there you go, with people who say, well, we don't hear anything if it's we don't hear the description." It's a white guy. Aged between 50 and 60, around 5 foot 10... and of large build. No. He was wearing a white t-shirt and light-coloured shorts. Right, so that's 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 one story from a couple of days ago. Then um then we got where was the other one I just saw? Here we go. Here's another one from 21st of June. Manchester Evening News. Woman in wheelchair punched in the head by thug who tried to steal handbag. Disabled woman in a wheelchair was punched in the head by a thug who tried to steal her handbag. The defenseless victim who has cerebral palsy. Just 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 take that in for a minute. The defenseless victim who has cerebral palsy was brutally attacked on her way home from shopping on Tuesday afternoon. The man snatched hold of her handbag, but the woman who is in her 30s bravely fought back. Good for her. Uh, He punched her in the back of the head and she screamed before he fled. Is it
4: wrong that I find that less shocking because there was at least a point to that attack than the bloke who clambered onto a woman?
3: Um, Hang on, there's there's just... uh, My computer's frozen because I just want to... Sometimes it does that when you click on papers, doesn't it? Um, Let me just read one more because I just saw another one. There's there's loads, by the way. There's there's loads. Um, 13th of July... These are all from local papers. This is from York Mix. Uh, two wi- two men assault woman in wheelchair on York Street. A woman in a wheel, 13th of July. A woman in a wheelchair was subjected to a verbal and physical assault in broad daylight. The woman and her husband were on the village in Haxby at 2:15 on Thursday, July the 12th. Two men verbally abused the couple, and one of them pushed the woman who was in an electric wheelchair. God uh it just yeah, yeah, I, I literally just typed in woman uh, in wheelchair click the news button and and those are in the top 10 res- it's incredible and people feel empowered to do that stuff i'm yeah. just speaking my mind it's her
2: it's horrendous uh i'm look i'm i'm looking that way i've not had anything Quite as bad as that. I've been assaulted once, but that wasn't anything to do with me partial sight. It was just a nutter. But uh, the one, the incident that stuck in that stuck in my mind was uh, long before. It must have been about 12 years ago. Uh, walking along, minding my own business, yeah. chatting away to somebody on my mobile. Next minute, there's, I'm passing a bunch of fairly young people, probably. Late teens, early 20s. One of them stands up, points at me. Yeah, look at his eye. No, man. Middle of, middle of the town centre. Middle of the town centre. So gotta, that's got to be at least 12 years ago.
3: Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, my boys don't do it... So much now, but occasionally they will see someone who is is different for for maybe it's a disability or they look different, and they will they will um, stop. Saying. Actually, they've not done it for a long time because my because my their nan is in a care home, um, with lots of people of all different kinds of physical disability, and they they when they go and see her, they help they help they sit on her lap and drive her electric wheelchair, and they you know they help feed her and all of this stuff. So they're actually kind of used to being around people who look different in inverted commas, you know. Uh, but but when they were young, if they would say, why is that, you know, these kids say quite loudly, why does that person look like that? And I'd always make a point of going, well, you know, explaining it to them. And and, mm. and, and, and for kids to do that, that's kind of normal because kids like uniforms and they like everything, you know, making sense. And when it doesn't, they go, well, that looks different. And that's fine.
4: And let's be honest, we encourage them to yeah. ask
3: questions. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but but when well, you've got adults, actual adults, go and look at that bloke's eyes. Ooh.
2: What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That, rem- that that little story, what you just said then, that reminds me of an incident when one of my, I can't remember my oldest or youngest nephew, my dad was taking him to school. And he saw his first person of colour for the first time. And he innocently goes up to the dad and the other kid, just looks at them and says, why are you two a different colour? Yeah. Like race, racism, bigotry—it's learnt behaviour. You're not born with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: You're exactly. not born with it. Exactly. I've just someone's just tweeting me. It's a, it's an actress called Sheryl Houston who's in Coronation Street, um, got abused. Um, uh Shirley, who plays Izzy Armstrong in the ITV soap, was crossing the road. She's in a wheelchair when a male motorist shouted a vile and cruel slur at her. Um, um, now um oh God oh this is awful I remember what it is now I'm gonna say a really horrible word Roger no don't worry about and it and I'm gonna say it because um uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm just gonna say a word okay and I, I I apologize in advance but this is what this is what she tweeted was just crossing the road and a car beeped at me and a man shouted spastic oh. Isn't yeah, it?
2: I can call that I'll call that a school
3: spacca spastic that's My incredible bride. it's in, it, it I mean Again, at school...
4: I bet we can yeah. date that person from that, yeah. that, that insult.
3: Kids kids sniff out weakness. You know, and cool. I use weakness in inverted commas. Difference, I suppose, is a better word. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Um, but for a bloke driving... A, a, an adult driving a car and a woman's crossing the road. But even if you thought that right, even if you're in your car and you think, well, look, that's better. Even if you're thinking it, to then wind down the window, think, to, oh, I'm going I'm to tell her and lean out and say that—that's taking it to a whole new level.
4: But you know what? Some people will be—the the, the, asshole minority will be thinking while we're having this conversation. Yeah. Virtue signalling.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I don't care. In my
4: experience, virtue signalling is a term used by assholes to try to um, shame you for having a conscience. Mm.
2: Yeah. Same oh, I as don't. Social justice
3: warrior. As soon as
4: someone uses that term or no, snowflake, no. no, never mind, mate.
3: No, yeah. no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't buy the the virtue signaling. Um, someone anonymous says, "I thought your show was an alternative to Trump, Brexit, and Muslims." Have you been ordered by your bosses to talk about these books? I've not really talked about Trump. Um, I've not really talked about Muslims. I've not talked about Brexit. So um, you can stick that right up your backside. Maybe the queue confusing the
2: news with the show.
3: They could mm. be. Roger, did we get to the point
2: of your call? Uh, actually, I d- I do have another point because it see- it into all this because. Um talking about you were talking about uh when we're talking about kids and being bullied and all that lot like, yeah. and you you can you can get away from that. Yeah. When it's in the in the days of social media now, you can't. Kids will get kids will get bullied. Yeah. Kids will get cause I was I got I had a I had a Twitter rant earlier. Oh. Cuz I got really not nasty. I got really annoyed because I'd seen an article on a website. Yeah. And it was Questioning smart speakers yeah. and their uh, suitability for for children. Oh. But of course, you've got to be careful
3: with. Um... Hang on, do you have a rant about smart speakers? Well, like yeah. Alexa and stuff. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, Alex. explain no,
2: no. Hear me out, Alex. You, you might, you might get it. You might get it when I finish my you, point.
3: You'll get it in a minute.
2: Go on. <laughs> Cheeky kid. Yes? Um. But. Whenever there's articles like this, of course you've got to be uh, careful. What
3: articles? When what saying that they're like a paedophile's delight? Was it Elon uh, Musk not writing? Not
2: quite, but it was questioning whether. Well, well, one of one of the uh, organisations quoted were calling them data gathering devices. Yes. Oh, so sinister.
3: Well, no, I th- I I, th- I think we're going to fall out because I think they are. My sister was telling me right. Um, was it my sister? Someone someone once told me right. That they had an Alexa right? and then they were talking about something like they were talking about um, uh, cottages in Wales for example I don't know what it was and then the next day like in her Google there were like loads of adverts for cottages in Wales nah. yes man nah. you're calling my sister a liar <laughs> or whoever it was it, I think it was my sister
2: you're calling my sister a liar it could have been a, it could have been a, it could have been don't, a coincidence don't say nah, don't
3: say on. that man
2: uh, Roger. Well, I don't I don't know what data they're going to get, I don't know what data they're going to get from me apart from radio listening habits. Well, then there you go. But, uh, <laughs> technology. Come on, technology get to the point because I'm bad. losing the
3: will to live because you're wrong about this. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong about this.
2: <laughs> no, I love my Alexa for the simple reason I don't have to mess around with buttons, little screens oh. when I want to listen to the radio upstairs, I just tell it
3: OK, well, so, so, hang a minute. so we should keep these paedophile delight boxes <laughs> that record our conversations and then try and sell us stuff so you can listen to this rubbish. Yeah. For goodness sakes, man, get a life, Roger! Get a life and man up! 03444991000, the late-night alternative on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.